This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. It is a very exciting day today. It is the start of the first round of the NCAA tournament today. Uh, so a lot of basketball I'm going to be watching here coming up soon. Um, at the moment, I believe Michigan is up on Colorado State right now, and Providence is up on South, South Dakota State, which means that uh, according to my bracket, both of those are wrong. So great. I'm not going to go over my bracket like I did last year because if you listen to – my bracket talk last year uh you know how bad that went so i want to talk about something that really impeded some of my choices this year and that's the big 10 and because last year it really showed that like the big 10 not gonna sugarcoat they didn't do well in the tournament last year I mean, Purdue got bounced first round. Ohio State got bounced first round. Uh, Illinois lost to Loyola, Chicago. And it's just uh, one of those things where they, everyone, I know it in my heart, I know it's the best conference, right? But when it comes to the tournament, they're just not that good. And, and then you start to look at it, and then you're like, you go into NBA, and you're like, um, wow, how many Big Ten guys are really like, good in the NBA. So I decided I'll take a look at that today. And um, yeah, that's it. Let's just uh, jump into it. Okay, so pretty much my thought on why the Big Ten is not good in the tournament is they just, these teams beat the crap out of each other for like from pretty much late or mid-November to March. I mean, that's just a fact, though. I mean, with the Big Ten, like, Purdue went down to Rutgers. Rutgers was messing up everyone this year. And they lost last night to Notre Dame, which, again, according to my bracket, is wrong. So, yeah, we're not doing great so far. But it's just one of those things where, man, a lot of schools don't have to go through this, right? You can talk about like the Big East back in the '80s, and they still did well in the tournament because they had they had St. John's, Villanova, Providence, Georgetown, Syracuse was a huge problem. Everyone you faced up that you went up against was a problem. And now with the Big Ten, it's not really a conference that you go into to be a one and done, right? Because like obviously like ACC. If you're going to like Carolina or Duke, you're most likely a one and done. Carolina's been pretty good at retaining their players. But still, if you go to Duke, you're pretty much a one and done. Go to Kentucky, you're a one and done. Go out west, like Arizona, UCLA. Not as prominent as it was back in the day, like a few years ago, where everyone was a one and done that went there. But you're still going there, obviously, to go professional, right? And be professional very fast. The Big Ten, it's just, you get an occasional guy. Like, the last big one that really jumps out to me was D'Angelo Russell. You just knew he was going one and done uh, when he was at Ohio State. That's like the big one that sticks out to me. I know there's been some since, 
But he's the one where it's like, yeah, everyone knew when he was coming in. Because he went to Montverde Academy, Academy, and you're just like, he was like, and I mean, that's where Ben Simmons went, and uh, everyone was talking about Ben Simmons then. It was just, uh, yeah, everyone knew what was going on with him. But, um, so pretty much that's, those are my thoughts on that. You know, it's just, they beat the crap out of each other, and they keep their players. That's why they get so fatigued by the end that they don't really do well. Now, at the same point, should them being older better them in the tournament? It should, yeah. But that the competition in the Big Ten is like is unlike it's not like any other conference. Like every conference you got like your top two. Like Big Ten we had the Big Ten had nine teams in a tournament this year. And that's like a standard for the conference. And it's like, well, ACC, they always got guys like, well, hang on. They put on, they put in Duke, Carolina, Notre Dame. I cannot remember any off the top of my head. I bet there was one more, but still, oh, uh, Virginia Tech is in there. And it's just, uh, yeah, you're not as good as you used to be. And that was a big talk like in November was like, hey, is the ACC like, not good anymore. What are we going to do about it? And it kind of stayed true. Like Duke lost a couple times in conference, but it's just, it's not the same at all. It's what it was. Cause it used to be a big debate. HCC big 10. I think big 10 is a mile ahead now. And I thought so then, but it was a debate back in the day. So now um, I wanted to go down some lists and thank thank the Lord for basketball reference because if this wasn't a thing, I wouldn't be as great at naming off these guys. But I just want to go down this list of um, players in the NBA from the Big Ten that uh, are okay, but there's not a lot. Because that's one thing, me being a Purdue fan, Jaden Ivey, obviously, he's going to go pro this year. And people are saying, hey, I'd really love to have Jaden Ivey. I'm like, go for it. But, I mean, if you look through, like, the Big Ten doesn't have that great of a track record. Yeah, they have a couple Hall of Famers that really bolster it up. But they got a lot of guys in there where you expected them to do better, and they just didn't. So let's go ahead and take a look at that. And I'm not going to talk about... I'm going to talk about the 11 teams that were in there when I started watching it. So no Rutgers in which they don't have much anyway. Just to humor you, um, they have not really any Hall of Famers. There's no Hall of Famers. They have Eddie Jordan, which I don't even know if that's the Eddie Jordan or not, and Dante Jones. If you're a Pacers fan, you should, you'd remember him. Um, Maryland, since they joined, they haven't had anyone because I mean, Kevin Herter, Jake Layman, Alex Len, Jalen Smith, Aaron Wiggins. I mean, come on. It's just, and oh, Diamond Stone, forgot about him. That was another guy that was a one and done. <laughs> that did not work out at all. And then for Nebraska, let's see, they have... 
Tyron Lue, but that was before they were in the Big Ten. Isaiah Roby and Delano Banton and no one else. So those are those three schools, but we're factoring those out. Trying to keep it fair because if you include those, I mean, my argument's already made. So when it comes to, we're going to start off with Iowa. First name on the list, B.J. Armstrong. Good. I'm good with that. I mean, he wasn't really an all-star, I believe. But, I mean, he was a one-time all-star, three-time champ. Again, it's not really someone where you go, oh, yeah, B.J. Armstrong. It's just, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, last dance, I guess. Uh, they had downtown Freddie Brown, who was a one-time all-star. Um, let's see here. Reggie Evans, again, just a role player, if even that. They have Luca Garza, who hasn't had time to prove himself yet. I mean, he averages five points a game on 11 minutes. So, I believe that's meant. Yeah. So, I put a pin in Luca Garza. Connie Hawkins is a Hall of Famer. They have two Hall of Famers overall. He's one of them. And which does he really count? Because he got kicked out of school for that uh, point shaving thing. I don't know. Well, I'll leave that up to you guys. Um, let's see here. Oh, Brad Lowhouse. Wow, that's a that's a big hitter right there. Uh, Roy Devin Marble. He was great when. A few years ago at Iowa, but he only played one year. No, yep, one year. Um, let's see. And again, that's saying with Roy Devin Marble, he's just one of those guys where you expected him to do better, but he just—it wasn't that great. Um, Don Nelson, another Hall of Famer. He's in the Hall of Fame more for a coach, though, isn't he? I wouldn't call him a. Five-time champ, averaging 10 points a game. I would assume he got in the hall based on his coaching because he was the all-time leader in wins for coaching until Greg Popovich beat it last week. Shout-out to Pop, by the way, Indiana's very own. But, um, yeah, not – I mean, Don Nelson, solid. Uh, Let's see here. Jared Utov, he was – Remember when Jared Utah was just cooking everyone when he was in college? I have a Sports Illustrated thing where it's a March Madness issue. And for some reason, they didn't do the thing they normally do where they have a representative of every team on the cover. It was just Jared Utah on the cover. I'm like, really? This is the guy? <laughs> and yeah. And then they got Joe Wieskamp, who, I mean, he started in 2021. He's averaging one point. 1.9 points per game. He's on the Spurs, I believe. But um, but when you think of, like, really good guys for Iowa, like, I think Aaron White, Aaron White did not even make the league. He may have got drafted. Um, Adam Haluska or Haluska back in the day. By back in the day, I mean 2006. I mean, give me a break. I'm 21. So, but, um, he was like, he was all over the place. I have plenty of magazines where it's him on the cover 
And I'm like, what is up with this guy? And because I'm like, because obviously I was looking back like five years after those were printed. And I'm like, this guy isn't even in the league. Who is he? And I mean, he was the hottest thing in the Midwest, according to all these college basketball magazines. So there's Iowa. The only one standing out is Connie Hawkins. And you kind of have to put an asterisk on it because he kind of got kicked out of school. So we'll move on. Northwestern, this is going to be terrible. They have no one that I truly recognize other than Vic Law, in which he played 2020 to 2020. So not great. Vic Law averaged set. Oh, sets minutes. Sorry. 1.9 points per game. Yeah. I mean, Northwestern, you kind of get it because, I mean, they didn't make the tournament until what was, it was Brian McIntosh was their point guard. That was when Chris Collins was, it was like his one of his first years coaching. I want to say 2016? Because I believe I was like a sophomore in high school when that happened. That was a big deal, especially from my area. I'm pretty close to Greensburg. That's where McIntosh went to high school. And uh, they, I think they won the first round, too, because they beat Vanderbilt. They were like a nine seed. or They were in the 8-9 game. Yeah, but... Uh, game they are not that uh great when it comes to NBA players the players that stick out to me when I would watch I would always kill him Kevin Coble was always a guy but he got injured quite a bit I don't think he would have made the league anyway uh John Sherna pretty much the same as Kevin Coble except without the injuries they're like the same player um Drew Thompson I mean, he could shoot it. He would just kill you every time. Drew Crawford? I think there was two Drews on... on They're, like, on the same team. One of them went by Juice. And, uh... So, yeah, Northwestern... They're not... I mean, they're, they're always, like, around the bottom of the Big Ten. What do you expect? Wisconsin, I have more faith in, though. So let's see. They have 29 total in the history of the league. And let's see, Sam Decker, who is a solid level player. I mean, don't he's not like amazing or anything. Five, five and a half points per game. He's been in the league six years. Um, let's see, Michael Finley. Now we're going somewhere. I mean, 15 points per game, not a Hall of Famer. And two-time All-Star, one-time champ, all-rookie. What is his Hall of Fame probability? That's another thing um, that uh, basketball reference will do. His Hall of Fame probability is 1.5%. So, not again, not great. And, I mean, you can do this with a lot of places, right? You can do it with a bunch of conferences. Hey, this guy wasn't really that great. He's not a Hall of Fame or anything like that. Hey, this guy. 
it's the Big Ten, though, where it really gets me, where I'm like, you guys realize we don't have that much. When, like, you have entire schools pumping out Hall of Famers. UCLA has two Hall of Fame centers, let alone Hall of Fame players. And, yeah. Let's see, who else did I have? Uh, Devin Harris, again, a solid guy. Nothing too shabby, not an all-star. Uh, Nigel Hayes, remember, I he was supposed to be, like, the greatest thing. He didn't even get drafted. He was supposed to be the best. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, solid. He'll be... He'll obviously be remembered more for his college career than his uh, pro career. Uh, John Luer, and he he was the thing in 2011, right? When he and he like when it came to the Big Ten, he was one of those guys you had to watch out for. He got drafted 40th overall. Let's see here. Brad Sellers jumps out to me, not great. Uh, Londo Tucker, he was another guy. Him, it was him and Haluska back in the day. They were like, so apparently, they're like gods in the Big Ten. Yeah, so Wisconsin, not really that great. Now, will Johnny Davis turn that around? I don't know. Probably not. But just because that's, it's my opinion with the Big Ten. They just do not produce that great of players. Uh, Illinois, let's see. D. Brown, he was supposed to be really good. I mean, he led Illinois in national championship to the well to the final, and uh, nothing came of it. Uh, Iodasumu is interesting because he's sort of breaking the mold. People are thinking, oh, he's just going to be a solid guy to get have off your bench. Solid is a pretty. I mean, twenty seven minutes per game, eight eight and a half points. Not terrible. Again, it's his rookie year. Like, a lot of stuff will happen in your rookie year where people look back on your rookie year and be like, wow, that was different than what we expected. Uh, Kendall Gill, uh, okay, I guess. Flying Illini. Luther Head, same as uh, D. Brown. Thought he was going to be better. Myers Leonard, I uh, probably shouldn't mention him. Honestly, uh, Kendrick Nunn, he averages 15 points a game. Is he an all, is he going to be an all-star? No, just my thought on it. Brandon Paul, you thought he was going to be way better. He wasn't, uh, the lone hall of famers, Andy Phillip. He was drafted in 1947. He played 701 games, averaging nine points per game. So, five-time All-Star, two-time assist champ, NBA champion, two-time All-NBA. Okay, Andy Phillips. Andy Phillip, sorry. Um, the big one with them is Darren Williams. Will Darren Williams make the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I don't know. There was a actual like conversation back in the day. Is Darren Williams better than Chris Paul? <laughs> I mean, you look at that conversation now. You're like, obviously that's ridiculous, but it was no. It was like that was an actual thing. Uh, Darren Williams has a nine and a half percent Hall of Fame probability. He was, I think. 
let's see, how many All-Stars did he have? Three-time All-Star. You could have told me Darren Williams was like an eight-time All-Star and I wouldn't have even bat an eye. Just because, like, he flew a little under the radar in Utah. Then he gets traded to uh, New Jersey. And I've told us before, but when he got to New Jersey and then Joe Johnson got there, well, and then they went to Brooklyn. Joe Johnson goes there. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett goes there. My friends and I were genuinely talking, is this going to be the next dynasty? <laughs> because, I mean, what? When he went to, when they went to Brooklyn, it was 2012, 2013. So I was 11. <laughs> we, we didn't know any better. We were just saying, oh, my, Kevin Garnett is awesome. Paul Pierce is amazing. Uh, Joe Johnson. <laughs> You're just like, when none of us ever thought, hey, these guys are like combined 100 years old. <laughs> Sorry. They're like combined like 180. Because uh, if they're combined 100, that makes sense. If they're all 20, they're, then they're 100. But like these guys are like combined. <laughs> like they go back as far as the United States. And you're just, um, it was a serious thing. Uh, I doubt he'll make the Hall of Fame just because there was so much hype around him. And it was just, it was somewhat warranted. But when he got to Brooklyn, everyone's like, oh, you're, uh, you're not that great, huh? And uh, he never made an all-star game when he was in Brooklyn. Then he went to Dallas. Then he goes to Cleveland, and he's on that, uh, not the championship team, team that lost, one of the teams that lost to Golden State. And you're just like, why are you still here? I think even then I was, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, what if, like, Darren Williams goes back to his all-star form with LeBron? (laughs) And uh, it was a serious conversation people had to have. So uh, there's Illinois. Had a little more faith in them. I mean, I would assume it could turn his whole thing around. We'll just have to see. Uh, IU. Now, here's where it picks up, right? Because when people think IU, when people think, like, who's someone who went to IU? Isaiah Thomas, obviously. Hall of Famer, you know that he's going to be on your list. But if you look at some of these guys, like Steve Alford, eh, OG Ananobi, Good role player. I'll give him that. All-star? No. Walt Bellamy. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Kent Benson, first pick overall. Like, if you want to talk bust, I just want to make sure real quick because doesn't have a single accolade in his career. Played on four teams. And yet people have the audacity to call Joe Barry Carroll a bust, even though he was an all-star. We're going to get into Joe Barry Carroll because, again, he's one of those guys where he's not that great in the league, but he made an all-star team, so you kind of have to be like, eh, I guess. Kent Benson, the only thing Kent Benson is known for is getting sucker punched by Kareem. Like, he gives Kareem an elbow right to the stomach, right? And Kareem just... It's like, oh, you shouldn't. And he just pops them. <laughs> That's, and it's one of my favorite videos. Maybe not if you're not you fan, but, you know, it's just me. So, yeah, Kent Benson. Uh, Quinn Buckner went there. Again, he'll be remembered way more for his college career. 
Calbert Chaney was supposed to be a next coming of God, according to IU fans. Didn't turn out well. Um, Patrick Ewing went there. Oh, wait, that's Patrick Ewing Jr., and he transferred out of there to go to Georgetown. Not great. Uh, Yogi Ferrell. Not, not, I mean, he's okay. He's like low on the bench. Now, like a couple years ago when he was on Sacramento, I was like, wow, Yogi Ferrell, man. How about him? You're like, dude, it's Sacramento. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Eric Gordon, very solid player. Always gets hot, hot at the right time. Um, let's see here. Alan Henderson was supposed to be better than what he was. Romeo Lankford. Hey, he's still on the Celtics. Uh, Jared Jeffries. Slick Leonard, Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer more for his coaching, though. George McGinnis, Hall of Famer. Uh, Juwan Morgan, not great. Victor Oladipo, all-star. Got to give it to him. But the injuries, you kind of... I go back and forth on Victor because of the injuries and all that. Uh, Isaiah, as I said. Let's see. The Arsdale, the Van Arsdale twins. I mean, okay. All right, I guess. Um, Noah Vonla. Vonley, not good. Troy Williams. Eh. He was good for like a week. And everyone's saying like, this is the rookie of the year. Like, he has to be, and he's like, okay, back to normal. Randy Wibben and Mike Woodson, I think they'll be known more for their IU careers and also coaching rather than playing. Um, Cody Zeller, was he was, like, Mr. Basketball, he was, he was like the best thing since, since Damon Bailey, according to people, to IU guys, right? He was just not great. He played two years there. Goes to the draft. Is part of the worst draft ever. He was the fourth overall pick. Victor Oladipo is number two after Anthony Bennett. The best player in that draft is number 15 to Giannis Antetokounmpo. So clearly, like, all the expectations are so high for these guys, right? And does that play into it? Maybe. I don't know. But a lot of guys play into their expectations. LeBron James could have been a total bust. For all we know, but he bought into it. These guys, they get to the league and they just stop. They don't care anymore. Uh, Minnesota, Amir Coffee's okay. Uh, Lou Hudson, how is he not a Hall of Famer, man? Lou, sweet Lou, he was he was solid, six time All Star. He should probably be in the Hall, honestly. Um. Bobby Jackson was supposed to be, I think he played above his expectations. Uh, Kevin McHale, also uh, Hall of Famer. Yeah, I give it to him. Uh, Larry Mikan, who is George Mikan's son. Cool, I guess. Um, Joel Prisbilla. He was supposed to be very good as well. Didn't play out. Michael Thompson, really only known for, he was brought in by the Lakers to uh, counteract Kevin McHale because they were teammates. 
uh, Trent Tucker, known for the Trent Tucker rule, where if there's if there's over 0.3 seconds on a clock, that's you can still shoot it normally. But if you shoot if it's 0.3 or under, you physically cannot get a shot off. And Trent Tucker had a shot where it was 0.3 on the clock, and he took like a shot that took literally five seconds to get the ball in the air and went in. So, yeah, Minnesota, not great. Ohio State, this may be, uh, well, I don't know. This may be the best. I don't know. Uh, Mike Conley, he's an all-star. He's been a solid. He's been an all-star snub every year of his career. Uh, John Helichek, Hall of Famer. I mean, he was a Hall. He would have been a Hall of Famer if he would have just stayed. If he would have just stopped playing in college, because he was he has like one of the more Sports Illustrated covers of any athlete, like any college athlete. I think he has the most. Dennis Hobson, okay. Let's see here, Jim Jackson. He had a lot of expectations going in. Fourth overall pick just didn't do great. I mean, he's a pretty good analyst. Neil Johnston is a Hall of Famer. Clark Kellogg is known. He's He averaged 19 points a game. Eighth overall pick. I think he's known more as an analyst, though. Costa Kufos is uh, pretty bad. Jerry Lucas, Hall of Famer. Can't take that. He was very, 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 very good. Uh, Greg Oden, stop saying he's a bust. It's the injuries. You can't say that. He was, I still think he was going to be a Hall of Famer caliber center. Michael Red, 19 points per game, but I mean, he's really only known for having like two 50 point games. Arnie Risen is a Hall of Famer for them. D'Angelo Russell, what's, what's the consensus out on D'Angelo Russell? Because, what, he's a one time All Star. I think he was an injury replacement for that all-star, which, I mean, at that point, it doesn't matter. But he gets... In Brooklyn, he's amazing, right? He gets traded to Golden State where they had no Steph Curry there for a little bit, no Klay Thompson. And his production, like, kind of dips. And then they send him to uh, Minnesota where he's just okay. I don't know what to... I don't know what it is with D'Angelo Russell. He really confuses me. But he is an all-star. Uh, Jay Sean Tate. Um, he was like all rookie last year, even though he's he's 26 now. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was his first year. Uh, Evan Turner had more expectations than I think of anyone I will talk about today. Because... He straight up did not care once he hit the league. Like, he was very good all throughout college. Like, he was killing everyone. He hit that one shot against Michigan that we all know where he held the hand there for, I don't know, like 15 minutes is what it seemed like. Gets drafted number two overall behind John Wall. Gets to Philadelphia and just doesn't work out. Then he goes to, did he go to the Pacers first or the Celtics? Then he went, yeah, then he goes to the Pacers, not good. Then he goes to Boston, not good. Portland, eh. I didn't even know he was on the Hawks. Oh, that was, this was 2020. Never mind. So he's not in the league anymore. 
it's just uh this is this is what I'm talking about. These guys, once they get there, they don't care. I remember at one point I asked uh, I asked my dad why wasn't Joe Barry Carroll so good? Why have I never heard of him when he was a number one overall pick? He's like, because he this was his theory. I don't know anything about Joe Barry Carroll. He thought because when he got to the league and he got all that money, he stopped caring. And I think that's literally what happens with these guys. Purdue, Brian Cardinal, the janitor, had four four and a half points per game. He's he got a rank. Doesn't matter though. Not that great. Joe Barry Carroll, I've already talked about him. Russell Cross, six pick overall, three and a half, three point seven points per game. Terry DeShinger, 13, 14 points per game. Not amazing. Um, Carson Edwards. You would think after that game against Virginia and Tennessee in the NCAA tournament that he would be the top guy in the league. He's not. He's like, he's scoring like 30 points a game in the G League, though, which I bet is what he'll all he'll do. Vince Edwards, not that great in the league. Herm Gilliam should have been way better than what he was. A.J. Hammonds, I mean, you can say that that was when the NBA was converting from centers to stretch fours. He was still a stretch guy. He could hit threes. Robbie Hummel is the injuries. I still don't know if he would have gone too far in the league. Juwan Johnson, I don't know what happened. Thought he was doing well. He was playing well with KG in Boston, then just kind of stopped. Uh, Carl Landry, not that great. Uh, Dakota Mathias, he's kind of still making his way. I don't know. Brad Miller, 11 points a game. Again, not great. Etuan Moore, he's still in the league, so he's hanging on. Uh, Rick Mount probably should have been better than what he was. Glenn Robinson, I mean, big dog. Number one overall pick, 20 points a game. I mean, he was like, what, a two-time All-Star? Two-time All-Star, 2005 champ, all-rookie. Again, just not stellar. Uh, Steve Scheffler, I have a card of his, but he he didn't do anything. C-Sting, Jerry C-Sting, I mean, he played on those Celtics teams back in the day, so he's got some rings. Caleb Swanigan, I don't know what was up with him. Like, if Zach Collins is playing in the league, I think that Caleb Swanigan easily could too, but I think he just didn't care anymore. Uh, Penn State, this is a short one. They have 15 players all time. Their best player is probably Frank Burkowski. So, and he averaged exactly 10 points a game. And they had Tim Frazier, should have been way better. Uh, Josh Reeves, I don't even know this guy. He played in 2020. Lamar Stevens could have been a thousand times better. It, but I don't, I don't know, man. Penn State's not one of the schools where you're like, yeah, I don't really expect too many players out of there. Okay, Michigan. Um, they have Brazdikas, who I mean, he was on the Knicks, right? Four points a game, but he was second round, forty seventh overall. 
Uh, Chaundy Brown Jr., six points a game. I mean, he's not going to keep that up. Trey Burke, everyone was expecting him to be amazing after that NCAA tournament where he hit that big shot against Kansas. Not good. He's picked ninth overall. Tim Hardaway Jr. is probably the most solid guy that's like currently in the league. 14 points a game. No all-stars, though. Manny Harris should have been way better. He was in the league six years. Manny Harris is like the guy at Michigan when I started watching basketball. Juwan Howard, 13 points a game. Not a Hall of Famer. He has a ring. So, uh, Jimmy King. You could talk about all the Fab Five guys saying that they could have done way better. Except for Webb. C-Webb's in the Hall of Fame. Karis LeVert. He was solid there for a minute. Then he got to Indiana, got injured, and just didn't really produce once he came back. Mitch McGarry should have been way better than what he was. Glenn Rice, I mean, he was like an all-star MVP, something like that. Three-time all-star, two-time all-NBA, NBA champion, all-rookie, and all-star MVP. But... Probably not going to be in the Hall of Fame. If he would, I think his his Michigan career would help him out. Duncan Robinson, I mean, no one really knows. When Miami's in the playoffs, he's good, but otherwise no one really cares to check in. Um, Nick Stauskas should have been that's one where you're like, I don't get it because he could shoot, he could drive, he could do pretty much anything. But he just just didn't work out. Rudy Tomjanovich is a Hall of Famer. Again, I think he's more of a Hall of Famer because of his coaching, because of the whole Kermit Washington thing. Kind of took him out of playing there for a little bit. Uh, Robert Tractor Trailer, he'll only be known for being that Dirk Nowitzki trade. Um... See your Ekbe Udo, not great. Three and a half points per game. Uh, Franz Wagner, he looks like he's trying to change the stigma, but I don't think it'll catch on to being like a... He'll be a solid player for sure. Uh, Mo Wagner, not good. I mean, averaging seven points a game, but he was supposed to be the next big thing coming out of college. C-Web, as I said, is in the Hall of Fame. Just, uh, and I don't know about the Big Ten. I It's by far the best conference. I just don't think that the players, it doesn't, uh, trans, it doesn't go over well when they go to the NBA. Uh, last team, Michigan State. Obviously, Michigan State, you think Magic. Everyone, Whenever you say, like, oh, who are the best players from the Big Ten? Magic, 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 Magic. You got, like, two guys that you will name right off the top of your head. Magic, Isaiah. If you really, or if you're old school or really know the game, you'll think of Havlicek and Lucas. But you will not think of anyone else. And when I say, who are some of the best guys to come from? From Duke. Oh, Leitner. Yeah, just all these guys. Uh, Reddick is a solid player. And you're just... Uh, then I go, 
How about Field from Carolina? Oh, Jordan, Worthy, Perkins, uh, Vince Carter, Tyler Hansborough was really good in college and not good in the NBA. It's like you, uh, yeah, that's my point. Like, you can name off guys from schools, but when you say, hey, name me some very good guys from the Big Ten Conference, you're like, oh, okay, Magic, he went to MSU, Isaiah went to IU. And that's it. That's all they're going to say. But when I say, give me something from the Big 12, you're like, oh, Kevin Durant is one. Let me think of other schools. Sorry, I'm just thinking of other schools. Uh, people from Kansas, they'll name off people from Kansas. Then you go Pac-12, and they're like, oh, man, how much time do you have? And, and that's just them going through UCLA players. So, last school, Michigan State. Let's see. Going down the list, Miles Bridges is probably their, no, not their best current player. I take that back. He's just a highlight guy. There's no other way to describe Miles Bridges. Uh, Shannon Brown got a ring, but he should have. And again, everyone's saying he should have done way more than what he actually did. Mateen Cleaves did uh, about the equivalent of nothing in his five years in the league. Three and a half points per game, one rebound a game, almost two assists per game for a point guard. Brandon Dawson, I thought he, everyone thought he was going to be really good in college. I mean, in the NBA. When he, when he got taken like 56, I was like, oh man, that's a solid pickup for that late. Not the case. Bryn Forbes, pretty solid. Draymond Green, we can debate if he's a Hall of Famer or not. I think he will, just because of what he meant to that Warriors team. His Hall of Fame probability is 59.7. Wow. A lot lower than what I thought it would be. Let's see. Gary Harris was supposed to be way better than what he is. Aaron Henry has a solid... How many games has he played in? Okay, he's played in six games. I can't, can't knock him. Jaron Jackson Jr. doing pretty pretty good. But if you were to ask people, well, what do you expect out of him? You're like, eh, probably a little bit better. Because he's not even the best big man from his class, like Aiton is. Now, I know Aiton was picked number one overall. But just because you're picked number one overall doesn't mean you're the best in the draft. Um, Magic Johnson, as I said, Kalen Luke is supposed to be so good. And it's just, uh, did not work. Uh, Zach Randolph. I don't, what's his hall of fame probability? Cause I'm curious because like his reputation kind of got, he's one of the main reasons why the jailblazers were called the jailblazers. I think. He has a 0.9% Hall of Fame probability. 2001, he was drafted by the Trailblazers. Then he was traded to New York, traded to, to the Clippers, traded to the Grizzlies. Then signs with the Kings, traded to the Mavericks, and then announces retirement after being waived by the Mavericks. 
Yeah, but uh, he was a he was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I didn't even check to see his accolades. Two time All Star, All NBA in twenty eleven, Most Improved Player oh three oh four. Not enough to get in the Hall of Fame. And also, I think it's the reputation. Not saying I I love Zebo. Like anytime you see Zebo, like. If you see him like with a fan or something like that, he's always great. But he always, for some reason, brought a stigma around with him. And I think that and I even started like in high school. So, yeah, Zebo probably could have been better. Jason Richardson, he's a highlight guy. He's known more for the dunk contest than anything. Um. Denzel Valentine was supposed to be the next best thing since sliced bread. Did not work at all. Like, remember, like, when in that summer league, he did really good in the summer league. Everyone's like, oh, man, Bulls got someone. No, you don't. You have a decent rotation guy. Uh, Kevin Willis. Solid. Cassius Winston. Still time will tell. He's played 27 games, two points a game. But it's just one of those things where for Cassius Winston, you kind of expected more out of the gate. And look, with college point guards and thinking that they're going to go to league, there's a dime, there's a dime a dozen. Like there's a ton of guys where you're thinking, man, he's going to be really good in the NBA. And then it's like, yeah, probably not. I mean, there's 60 people getting drafted, and only a few are going to probably going to be point guards. So is this to, like, just talk about how bad the Big Ten is for about an hour? No, it's not. It's not meant to be that at all. I still love the Big Ten. I, they're, it's by far the best conference to watch, like, day in, day out. The Big Ten Network I love just because you know how good the conference is when you get your own network, in which, I mean, ESPN has blown that to shreds, blown it to pieces by having ACC Network and SEC Network. I'm still on the lookout. Oh, and they have a – I'm on the lookout for Big 12 Network, even the West Coast Conference Network. Man, let's get that going, huh? Just see Gonzaga against – um. Yeah, who's there again? Yeah, let's talk of go back to that episode and listen to that one. But um Yeah, I I still love the Big 10, don't get me wrong. It's just when I look through all this and I'm like man, and people are like, "Man, I'm going to love Ivy when he gets to the league." I'm like, "Man, I just uh I don't know." <laughs> like Sure, he plays kind of like John Morant. I think even Ja will tell you that. But there's just something about the Big Ten, man. And maybe it's just because I'm a fan of the Big Ten and I see the flaws in it. That could be true. That could be true. Because when people are telling me, oh, I have Purdue in the Final Four this year, I'm like, yep, in there. Not doing that again. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where I just had to mention something because I've been noticing that for a while now. And I see some things and some of these players now in the Big Ten where 
oh man, when they get to the league, they're not going to care. And I think I see that somewhat with Jaden Ivey. Like there was a stretch where he didn't care about defense or even the offense. He was like, just give me the ball and get, get out of the way. People are like, well, that's not how it works. And also just him taking all these ridiculous shots, like five seconds into the shot clock. And he's shooting like a, five feet past the NBA three-point line. And you're like, dude, can we get a possession first? So, yeah, I just want to talk about the Big Ten and how, yes, it's the best conference in college basketball. But once it gets past college, that's where you kind of see like, oh, this is just – they're getting the guys for the conference, and that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, that's going to be it for today's episode. Yeah, I just want to thank you for listening. March Madness is officially on. Maybe next week I'll recap. Yeah, you know what? Next week I will um, recap some of the games, tell you what I had so that I don't have to say that I jinxed myself. So, yeah, that'll, that will most likely be next week. So, um, yeah, I just want to ask you to follow me on Twitter at DFR00, and we will talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.